Hello and welcome back to Jake's World, episode 69. <laughs> nice. Of Jake's World. I'm your host, Jake Sawinski. And what do you know? It's Wednesday, June 9th. I don't do 69 myself because I'm fat and out of shape and I don't get chicks. But, um, I was born September 6th, 1996. It's 6.09 a.m. So those two numbers, just because they're two numbers, mean a lot to me. So there's a little fun fact about me. Um, another pretty um, typical week, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, I don't even like to talk about anything else besides sports right now because um, it sucks, right? I mean... What is there? What else is there to really stay positive about besides sports, right? I mean, I guess we're reopening and people are tailgating and people are at games and they look fucking lit in a great grand old time. And I'm, you know, grinding at my desk all day, missing the sunshine, and I don't have any complaints though. It's nice outside, but um. I mean, it's going to be another sports, uh, another kind of a sports-focused show. But, I mean, at least I can kind of tie the two instances into, or two of the instances. I'm struggling with that word. Instis, instances with um, kind of what's going on in real life. And um, the first news, I'd, it's not really news, it's just some video. Mark Zuckerberg, I'm convinced... This guy is a fucking alien. Um, if unless you lived under a rock, I mean, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, of not Facebook fame, or you know, being part of that movie, the Social Network, where uh, who fucking plays that guy? It's not the Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg kind of looks like him, but um. The guy who plays in fucking Zombieland. What is his name? Uh, let me just do a quick Google search on that. The The Social Network. What is this guy's name? Um, it's like the curly-haired, dweeby-looking dude. Plays in Zombieland. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, he plays Mark Zuckerberg in this movie. That's not why he's famous. Mark Zuckerberg is famous for going viral after, on a Facebook live stream, what, two, three years ago, he talked about smoking meats and Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. And then somebody did a collab, like a collab of him, every time he said smoking these meats and Sweet Baby Ray's made it into a beautiful three-minute video. That's what he's famous for. And he strikes again because there's a video of him Oh, before that, let me back up. I think it was last summer there was a video of him like looking like fucking sunscreen monster. And then, just to add on top of the weirdness that's the Zuck, there was a video of him over the weekend I saw of him throwing a spear at a target. Like, you know how like they have those uh, like shooting ranges? Except it's like where you, I don't know what they're called. Where you throw the hatchets over your head. And you get them to stick to the target. 
you can go do those things like you drink and throw these fucking axe little axes right he's doing the exact same thing he's throwing spears this guy's an apex predator he's an alien he is not from earth because nobody is like this guy it's not even that he does the activities right because i mean who doesn't like grilling if you're a man over the age of 25, you have a passion for grilling. I'm watching a commercial right now where the guy's grilling for his family. It looks like he's got corn on the cob, and here comes Yogi Bear and Boo Boo. They're stealing chicken. Men like meat. That's not a knock on suck. Um, barbecue sauce is really tasty. Very tasty. Sunscreen's important, not for me because of my beautiful olive skin, but sunscreen for the pale northern European folk. It's important. Throwing spears looks fucking sick. If you ever see the movie 300, that made me want to throw javelin. That would have been really cool. But it's like the unathleticism of this guy is what makes it so incredible. Like, Mark Zuckerberg is... The biggest NARP I've ever seen. The biggest NARP. Non-athletic regular person. He is atrociously unathletic and he tries to do athletic things. And he looks like a gigantic dork. Like he cannot be from Earth because I've never met anyone with less athletic talent than that. Like. Think of your high school gym class where you had the jocks and then the people who pretended that they didn't care about physical education, but they had game. And then sometimes when the jock, like Egdemont, I, me, I'm the jock, um, you know, the, the competitiveness comes out and it turns out they can actually play. Like um, the fat chick in high school who actually swings a stick at slow pitch softball and she's actually really good because um somebody laughed at her for like not giving a fuck one day and then all of a sudden she hits a moonshot over your head and everyone's jaw drops even the people who like the weird kids who you know like smoke fucking cigarettes at lunch break have more athletic talent than mark zuckerberg and try even less and perform better like it is the most absurd thing I've seen. Like, this guy is just a goon. I don't know how he's so smart. I don't know how he has, like, $100 billion. I don't, I, I don't understand at all. I just don't understand. Like, he's a freak. And not the good kind. Like, he's, he's a freak as well. But, whatever. <laughs> I just thought that was really entertaining. I wanted to get that off my chest before I got into the sports. Okay. Let's start with a little bit of golf. Um, I'm not sure where they were playing this weekend. I'm really bad at remembering who sponsors the tournament, what course they play at. But um, I think it was going into Sunday or Saturday afternoon. Um, John Rahm's kind of one of the hottest names in golf right now. Like within the last year or two, he's really become a top player in the world. Um, he competes in, I mean, he's right up there in most of the major tournaments. I think he was kind of quiet at the Masters, except he shot like a 7-under on day 4 and like placed. 
Like he's a good golf player, and uh, he's got a six-stroke lead Saturday afternoon when all of a sudden, like three people from like you the PGA come up to him on the green and says like you have to come with us and he's like there's a video of it too and um i mean you can go find it unless they scrub the internet of it again but um he's like really again and he looks really fucking angry disappointed it turns out like he tested positive for covid once again and he's not vaccinated and for the safety of everybody else he had to withdraw from the tournament and like I get that I mean you being vaccinated is your choice and do I think they should force them to do that no but I mean when you I don't know I I was like talking through that and then I kind of realized that you know, the gesture of getting vaccinated for everybody else really makes no sense because the only one that should be at risk if you're not vaccinated is yourself. But whatever. Um, I mean, we know the stigma of it, and especially you being a high-profile person, you probably should. It sets a good example, I guess. I mean, they travel a lot. They're on the road a lot. They go a lot of places, see a lot of people, do a lot of things. It would make sense for him to get it, but he hasn't yet, and I guess that's why they said um, he had to withdraw. I mean, if he has symptoms without being vaccinated, he's contagious, I guess, whatever. But withdrawing from the tournament, that makes no sense to me. Like, think about this. All social norms or... You know, what people want you to do aside. Golf is a pretty sedentary game, right? It's very sedentary. In fact, it's the perfect socially distanced sport. You're always by yourself unless you're talking to your caddy or you're walking along with somebody else in your group. That's it. And this is after day three of the tournament. You play four days in golf heard this on part of my take big cat made a great point i know it's like you're setting you know you're making an exception to the rule and that's not always a good thing especially when you're trying to get people invested in this this cause i guess but what is the harm in having him wake up at the ass crack of dawn go play quick 18 by yourself and go home why does he have to withdraw from that the caddy has been with him all weekend. He's already been exposed. What's another day? They'll just stand a little farther apart and they'll do the same thing they always do. Like, what's the harm in that? And it really stinks, too, because the purse at these big tournaments are well over a million dollars and this costs them. It's not like he places and where, it, where he ended up. That's it. You have to finish. He withdrew. I mean, he made the cut, so we'll get something. But actually, I'm not even sure about that. You quit. Essentially, it's the same thing. He was forced to withdraw. He didn't voluntarily do it, but he had to withdraw. So it's just a really shitty set of circumstances. Because I feel like, I mean, you could work around something like that. Right? I mean, should he have taken care of his own business beforehand? Yes, I 
I think he should have. But still, it's a really shitty circumstance, right? It's golf. You're by yourself. I mean, worst case, I mean, he's a smart guy. He, those guys know how to play golf. It's not... When they have a caddy, the caddy's there to help them with the course or help them with the mental game and, you know, give them feedback. And the golfer's talking with them the whole time. It's not like these guys have no idea what they're doing without their caddy. Maybe on day one, if it's a course they've never played before or something, but it's day fucking four. And then they have practice rounds the day. Like, no, he, the arrangements could have been made to make sure that he got his round in and he didn't have to withdraw from the tournament. But, um, staying on golf, talk about <laughs> pettiness. I am very outspoken in the fact that I think LeBron James is the pettiest person that I have ever met or seen in a public eye. Um, Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka. Oh my God, this rivalry is petty, but kind of hysterical, right? So, um,. Couple, I think it was last summer. Bryson DeChambeau kind of went on this whole thing where he was going to get as jacked as humanly possible and hit the golf ball as far as he can. But he's also an insufferable douche. Brooks Kepka is also a slightly less insufferable douche, and they don't like each other. But the way they irritate each other is so funny. Like Bryson is probably the worst chirper I've ever seen. Like, you know how there are guys that, like, bust balls, right? Good banter back and forth, being mean, picking on each other, sometimes a good thing. But there's always the guy that's, like, he says something that's way too, it goes way too far and people don't think it's funny. It's, like, too harsh. You're not able to laugh at yourself and you take it personally. I used to be that guy. It takes practice to be able to laugh at yourself and, you know, be a good sport with jokes. And I'm not perfect, of course. Some people, sometimes they get pretty angry. So you just hit a soft spot, and that's normal. But I used to be that guy where it's like, if I've said something, it always went way too far, and it was never funny. Like I said, it takes practice doing that and being able to laugh at yourself to not get offended. And it's the part of being witty, too. But Brooks is horrible. Like, he made some chirp towards Tom Brady because he's doing that uh, that match play, or the, the the match, they call it. I think, I don't know when they do it, but Tim and Aaron Rodgers versus Phil and Tom Brady. And Bryson made some bad joke about him. He's not, you're going to feel more deflated after this match than, like, the footballs did in that championship game, which is just a dumb, dumb thing to say. Like, it... The joke didn't land it, and like it wouldn't have landed even if it was funny, because Bryce is such a or Bryson's such a tool. But he just says dumb shit like that, and he said something about uh, Brooks Kepka last summer. Um, he made some chirp about um, called Brooks a little fat, right? And he's like, "Oh, yeah, um, I mean something, something, you know, something about not having a six pack." Because, okay, I mean, I guess it's a good chirp. But then Brooks comes back and destroys him and says, Yeah, you're right, I am four, or I am too shy of a six-pack. And he holds his four major trophies that he's won. 
People forget Brooks Kepka has won four major golf tournaments. That's at the top part of the guys still playing today. In fact, out of all of the guys still playing right now, aside from maybe Phil, and I mean, I couldn't quote you word for word, or like player for player, but I imagine Spieth is up there. Um, DJ's, I don't even think DJ's up there. I think DJ has like one or two. There are not many guys on the tour right now who have more major wins than Brooks Kepka. He put him in a body bag. But um, it just keeps getting better or worse and worse depending on how you look at it or better and better, right? Because, I mean, a couple weeks ago there's a video of Brooks doing the press conference, the hot mic, and he just, the, the look of disgust on his face is... Bryson walks behind him with his metal cleats. It's just like hysterical. I get a kick out of it because they're such D-bags. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. They're both unreal. But, um... Golf's getting exciting. I just wish they would do a better job of uh, letting people engage with the game a little more. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. The last weekend... um couple months back or weeks back I'm not even sure when this was um Brooks teed off and I think Bryson and Brooks were like in the same group or something and Bryson's like hey nice drive Brooksy <laughs> it's just and Brooks Kepka doesn't like him so I guess this weekend at the tournament or like during the practice rounds or you know one days one and two all the people, a lot of the people that were, you know, spectating were chirping Bryson saying, come on, Brooksy. And Bryson was getting mad about it and kicking people out. Like the police and security were there. It's like, you can't try to be like the, the fun guy. If you get butthurt after everything that happens, if you don't like it. So it's like, you gotta be a good sport, but I don't know. It's entertaining. Very entertaining. Uh, let me look here. Oh, okay. Newsflash for anybody who bought the boxing fight Sunday night. You are an idiot. Let me say that again. If you bought the Floyd Mayweather-Logan Paul boxing match on Sunday night, you are a big, dumb, fucking idiot. I am so out on this celebrity boxing nonsense. It's all a money grab. Like, why do I need to see ancient Floyd Mayweather box or hug a YouTube star? Why? I could think of a hundred million reasons, better ways to spend my money. Why? I don't understand what the obsession is. And that, like, I know Logan Paul is a very popular. It's interference. Didn't call it, though. Um, he's a very popular, you know, public figure. Floyd Mayweather, of course. I mean, I'm not trying to take away anything from Floyd. I mean, he's very particular in his style. He's taken a lot of criticism for it. 
But then again, it's like he kind of disrespected himself by even stepping into the ring with Logan Paul. Now, I'm not saying the Paul brothers are scrubs because they both take it very seriously and they look pretty good doing it. Like, aside from the ability, and the ability comes with years and years of practice, they're into it. Like, they're, they would be good boxers if they grew up doing it. Like, it's more than just being able to punch people or wear punches or not get hit in the ring, right? It's a lot more to it than that. It's it's being a showman. Um, charisma. Energy, right? They have that. I mean, Logan Paul is running into the ring with, like, a Charizard fucking necklace on. And, like, people are into that. It's cool. It's funny. It's entertaining. They have the intangibles to be good at it, but they're just not good enough at it. Neither of them are. Like, in Jake Paul... Jake Paul has won every one of his fights, but they're all against these washed-up ex-boxers or MMA fighters who've never boxed before. It's like, of course he's going to win. It's almost like fixing a match before you even do it. And, like, you know what you're going to get, too. But they're smart. They know all those idiots out there are going to buy it. Oh, I listened to Impulsive, his podcast. I have to watch his shitty fight. Guys... If I had a million fucking people listening to this podcast, I would not do a boxing match unless I knew it would work. And it works. But it's like, why do you waste your time? You know what you're going to get. Especially with this one. At least with the other brother, Jake, I mean, you might see something a little better. I mean, it's just so irritating. And, like, everyone else hypes it up and... You know, all the influencers seem to be into it. It's just so stupid. Like, it's not even good. Like, they hugged each other for 24 minutes. I think Logan Paul landed 13% of his punches. And, like, I guess it was lucky he even got that far. But, like, come on. Nobody wants to see that. But they still buy it. So, the moral of this is, take my advice. Don't buy these dumb fights. They're never, ever, 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 ever worth it. Just don't do it. You're not going to get your money's worth. But I digress. Um, I mean, just kind of into the other sports stuff. Um, I'm watching the hockey game. The Islanders Bruins. We're in Long Island. On Long Island. It's the last... Last... Um, this... Well, I mean, depending on how tonight goes, it could be the last game on, at this stadium. I think they still play at Barclays in on Long Island. Um, six game. This is game six. Bruins are up three to two. Um, Montreal swept Winnipeg. I'll come back to that in a minute. Got some more hockey Twitter stuff I'd like to talk about. Um, Carolina lost four to one to Carolina last night. Um, Vegas is up 3-1 on Colorado. Um, is there one more shoot? Nope, that's it. Eight teams left. Okay. Um, I'll talk about the Winnipeg-Montreal series last because that was pretty bizarre how that started. But, um, Bruins-Islanders has been really good. Really good. A lot of goals back and forth. I mean, it's like one team, it's like... 
Bruins, Islanders, Bruins, Islanders, Islanders. Islanders won game five, so, I mean, it's really competitive series as far as that's icing. Um, Carolina, just kind of disappointing. I thought that series would be a little better. Colorado looked fantastic game one, and they were pretty lucky to win game two, but it has been all Vegas. I'm sorry, it's not three to one. I said three to one. It's three to two. Game six in Vegas. Um, all Vegas ever since they went to Vegas in game three. And they seem like they're reeling. Um, I bet Vegas money line last night. Colorado went up 2-0 early. Then I woke up this morning very happy to see that Vegas won in overtime. But um, you got I think that series is over. I mean, the wheels have fallen off for the Avalanche and... They're really fun. They've probably got the best line in hockey this year between Ranton and McKinnon and Landeskog, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. Vegas is really good. But um, this series is a toss-up, really. I mean, took the over, over five. It's currently 0-0. Oh, shoots, he scores! Islanders! Oh, fat Randy. He's on my Chell team. Pollock? Pollock? No, who scored that goal? Now you get to watch me try to read. Um, that's not him. That's something with a Z. Uh, oh, shit. Um, not Pajot. Is it Pajot? Who was Pajot? No, no, it wasn't. 14. Around the net. Uh, whatever. It's not important. But, um, the Islanders are good. Really good. And it's so weird, too, because... Zajac, that's his name. Okay, it's really g- weird because, like, my favorite hockey player is John Tavares, right? And he leaves the Islanders, signs with Toronto, and then no playoff success there. But, like, the Islanders' fan base was distraught after Johnny T left. Like, you remember when Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors and the whole snake thing happened with Kevin Durant? Well, it was the same situation with Tavares, like... Islanders fans threw snakes on the ice when Tavares came back to Barclays. You thought they were going to be horrible, but then it's like Barry Trotz is the coach after uh, he leaves Washington after they win the cup. He's the Islanders coach, and he's like totally changed the way this team plays hockey, and like they're very good. They're scrappy. They like to score, too. Play good goaltending. They got like one of the best tandems in the league. It's crazy, but um. Hockey Twitter. A lot of people pay attention to hockey in the playoffs. If you don't, you should. Because I think it's the best uh, playoff format there is. Because the intensity just picks up. It's faster. They hit harder. The effort's there. The intensity's there. The passion's there. These guys get fired up. And it's rare. Series is very easy. But it's more rare... That the officiating and uh, the disciplinary office makes a series extremely easy. Um, game one, Montreal, Winnipeg. Um, Montreal beat Toronto in seven. They're by far the worst team that made the playoffs. They're not good. They're just not. And um, Winnipeg's not very good either. But Montreal's up four to three. Third period. Third period, what do you do when you're down? You pull the goalie. You pull a goalie, you get an extra skater. Montreal 
gets the puck in their zone, tries to ice it, but um, what's this? What's the guy's name? Jake Evans. Jake Evans. I think that's his name. Um, he wins the race down to the other end of the net. He picks up the puck behind the net they're shooting at, skates it around with his head down, trying to you know he's fumble fucking with the puck, and he scores the goal on the empty net. Meanwhile. Uh, Mark Shifley, Winnipeg's best player, cruising down the ice trying to race the puck, and he blows up Evans bad. Like he's he didn't play. I don't think he played the rest of the series. He blows him up. Big scrum ensues. He gets game misconduct. He leaves the game, and he is suspended four games. He didn't play again. Um. One, let's start with the response to the hit. Like, there are some really sick people out there. Like, I could see getting angry at the player for, you know, what some people find to be gross misconduct. But, like, the guy's parents were getting death threats. Like, what the fuck kind of person are you if you're, like, calling some some professional athlete's parents saying you're going to fucking kill them? Because their son blew up a guy in a playoff game. When you're down a goal and you're thinking anything to do, you're trying to think of anything you can do to not let him score and seal the game. Because it'll be 5-3, to which it was. It didn't work, but he tried. I don't understand that. Like, there are some really fucking sick people out there. And, like, if you're one of those people who do that shit, like, fuck off. Two, the people who, like, do all this slow motion crap to, like, determine whether or not hit was dirty or not, you're a big loser, too. Like, the game goes so fast, and you can't do freeze frames to see, oh, look, this fits the definition of an illegal hit. You watch the hit in real time. His head's down, and it was a mean hit. You could say it was a dirty hit because he had no idea it was coming. But, like, you got to have your head up. It's the same thing in football, right? 15, 20 years ago, if you were a wide receiver and you were running through the middle, Troy Polamalu and Ray Lewis and Ed Reed were back there. They'd blow you up if you're not looking where you're at. you got to know where the defenders are. Got to be aware of, yeah, got to have some recognition, spatial awareness. Like, you got to know where you are on the field. It's the same thing on the ice. That was a clean hit. The contact part of it was. The distance traveled, maybe I could see a charging penalty there. And maybe a game suspension because it resulted in him getting injured. Now, I said two weeks ago with um, the Panarin thing, it's like you don't want to suspend somebody based on the result of it afterwards right I think this is a little different because the injury was actually caused during the course of play it wasn't like an after the whistle thing where Tom Wilson mashed Panarin's forehead into the ice but you don't want to penalize somebody for something that is a normal part of the game based on the result of that hit like if he scored the goal got up and started celebrating we wouldn't be having this discussion except he was stretchered off the ice. I thought the suspension was excessive. I could see even a game misconduct in a game suspension. 
because I mean at that stage of the game I mean the goal's almost certain based on where he was and I mean what are you going to do dive and poke check him with your stick like real time and make that split second decision no I mean you could have just copy and pasted my take from spit and chiclets but it's I agree with it 100% like even a slow game like baseball right I pitched. Sometimes you got to make a split second decision when a ball g- gets hit and it's coming right at you. Like I've been hit with pitches before that guys put in play, and sometimes you just go, you you know, pick up the rebound essentially, and you go throw it to first base or second base or whatever the case is. Like, and baseball is a tough example. I mean, hitting, hitting is like the perfect example. You have a Anywhere from 80 to 105 miles an hour, 105 is a little extreme, but some guys in the big throw that fast, almost that fast, not quite that fast, but point remains. Hitting, you have to make a split-second decision on whether or not that you want to swing the bat. The games move so fast. It's like, how do you expect somebody to, oh, shit, I'm going to hurt this person, that doesn't cross your mind. You're just like, I gotta stop the puck. I gotta stop the guy with the ball. I gotta break up this play. Like that's all you're thinking about. And it's like you can't expect guys to make decisions like that real time. And then you can't overanalyze it and pick it apart because they're not making a conscious decision to go hurt somebody. Like that wasn't his intentions. He was really upset about it too. Like nobody wants to see that happen, but it did. <sighs> I don't know. It's just like you can't penalize the result of it. Because like I said, if he got up and celebrated after scoring a goal, we wouldn't be talking about this. But, whatever. Um, Baseball's baseball. I mean, still trucking along. Uh, the group chat's getting a little more contentious because the Brewers are in first place by half a game. Well, currently they're tied because the Cubs won this afternoon. They played at three. And uh, I don't expect that to go away anytime soon because the Brewers fan... Too, well, I shouldn't say... I should say... One and a half of the Brewer fans in our group chat are, they make very, um, they have some very poor takes. But, um, now I won't even say one and a half. I'll say one. But, um, the Brewers are currently down one to five, so I expect the Cubs to be back in first place after this. Um, basketball. Holy shit, LeBron is out. Now, I'm going to take 100% credit for. LeBron James, Petty King, to be eliminated from the playoffs because um, last Thursday night, um, instead of going up on the day gambling, I decided to put in a, an emotional hedge. That's where you bet what you don't want to happen to happen. That way, when you lose the bet, you're still happy. Or if you win the bet, you're still happy. I bet the Lakers to win. I hate, or I hate LeBron James. I don't hate him as a person. I just I hate his antics. I respect his game. He's the second best player in the league behind Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's a better player right now. He actually plays defense, and he does, well, he quits on his team a little bit. And he's petty, too, but he's, like, more funny petty. Like um, him bringing a backup date when he went on a date with Lana Rhodes. That was funny. Um, oh, shit. Sorry, I got distracted by the hockey game. Lost my train of thought. Um, the emotional hedge. 
Uh, that's when you uh, you bet what you don't want to happen. That way you're 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 happy no matter what happens. You either lose money and the team you want to lose is gone, or you win money and you just swallow the game seven that was coming. But um, LeBron James quit on his team in game five. Um, they say that he was getting treatment for his phantom injury, but I don't buy it. He's always complaining about something or he's always showing up his teammates. And LeBron, it's your fault your team sucks because you handpick everybody on your team. You might as well be the GM and play. They should just call you that. That's your fault. Not the GM's fault, not the coach's fault. That's your fault. That's your roster. You have just as much to say in assembling in assembling it as the GM does. Um, fuck. Gotta stop watching TV while I do a podcast. That, make, that chicken sandwich looked really good. Um, game 6. Bitching at the refs the entire time. Oh, also in Game 5, like... Uh, he thought he got fouled on a play. He's bitching at the ref while they go down to the other end of the court, shoot a layup, come back. Same thing happens again, and he's continuing to bitch at the ref. Happened at game six as well. They lose. They didn't look very good. I mean, losing Anthony Davis was huge, of course. I mean, that's Anthony Davis is probably the biggest difference maker on that team. Just as much, if not more so, than LeBron, in my opinion. But that's debatable. I won't die on that hill but um that's not a tripping call i'm not sure what they call it there um nuggets blazers <clears throat> nuggets prevailed jokic won mvp the other night i think he had like 92 first place votes which is absurd and well deserved because i think he was far and away the best player in the league this year um Joel Embiid should have been up there too. I don't think he got a ton of credit, but it's hard when you play two thirds of the season because Joel Embiid is made of glass, just like Anthony Davis. Um, Giannis, he didn't really deserve it. I mean, look how the Bucks played. Bucks sweep the Heat, and then they come out and lay eggs. Well, one egg. Game one was close up to the end. Uh, they looked horrible horrible against the Nets in game two without James Harden mind you they lost by 40 or I think it was 39 to be exact but whatever so they're probably done it's gonna be hard to win four out of six or four out of five the remaining games um what else is going on NBA playoffs Suns Nuggets now uh Suns won last night I'm very cautiously thinking about betting Nuggets plus five. Nuggets cover tonight. I don't know how that's going to work. I should probably just stay away, but I'm an idiot, and I'll probably end up betting it anyways. Um, Sixers, Hawks are 1-1 now. Had a bad beat yesterday. Hawks took a poopy in the fourth quarter. Um, kind of blew it down the stretch. Over missed by three. That made me sad. Um, it's the last series in the West. Jazz, Clippers. I got a push last night there, but um, that, that, that series should be good. They're very similar kind of teams. Like, uh, the Clippers definitely have more star power and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and even, like, Mark, guys like Marcus Morris play well. It's really weird. But um, they're very team-oriented basketball games. Like, Kawhi Leonard's, like, the quiet superstar. He doesn't uh, 
Five on three. Bruins, if you don't score a power play goal on a five on three, you should just fucking quit. Like Nick Ritchie, Taylor Hall. Way to draw that penalty, Taylor Hall. That was a pretty soft trip. But um, if you guys don't manage to score on a five on three, just fucking quit. Um, anyways. We'll see what happens. I mean, another big week of sports. And uh, congrats to Jokic on MVP well-earned. And uh, that's pretty much it for today. Had a lot of fun talking about some sports and kind of tying in the same sports into real life stuff. And yeah, that should just about do it. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Jake Sawinski8. It's at J A K E S A W I N S K I 8. Have a good week, everybody. It's summertime. The summer of George has finally kicked off. Make it a good one. It starts as soon as you hear this. Have a good week. Peace.